0: That's so awkward. We to both start. paused
1: in front of the mic, like, "Who's, Who's going to do it? <laughs> Whose turn is it?"
0: Jinx, um, how's it going, everyone? How are you guys? Oh my gosh,
1: We've been hearing lots of feedback from folks. Thank you so much for yes. letting us know how you feel and what you like and what you don't like. What you don't like? <laughs> well, maybe not that. Actually, no, got to.
0: But. Um, No, we really appreciate it. And thank you for the great ideas, too, for those of you who wrote into us. Um, This is um, the reason why we do this, I think, is to make this a greater conversation because Bernice and I talk about this stuff together all the time. So we love including you guys in this conversation. And um, so, yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for those of you who have done reviews. We really appreciate you. We do, yeah. We do. We do. I have. I still have a cold.
1: It's been hard for me because I want to run to the doctor and get antibiotics,
0: but everyone's like... Quit you. taking those.
1: I know, I have to stop, but I'm addicted. It's almost like I'm addicted. To, I'm not, really. I only take them like two or three times a year. No, you don't. You take
0: them more than that. No, maybe two or three. When's the last time you took them? December? December, because I had pneumonia. Okay, well, it's only March now, so... This is maybe like four times a year. I know. I'm having a
1: hard time. So if I sound like I have a cold, it's because I do. And it's because I have a sinus infection. And if I die, I just want you all to make note that Kaylee and Stacy told me that I can't go get antibiotics. So if I pass, just, you know, think of me gently. <laughs> gently into this good night.
0: Um, so today we... And we're thinking about talking about friendship and female friendship in particular. And why it may be hard, how it has worked for us. Um, I don't know. Just just we're going to talk about friendship. And we, how we... We're rem- going to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're <laughs> we have no idea. We have time. no notes for this. <laughs> um,
1: and also how we we've, we've have observed it in the trainings, too.
0: Mm, yeah, because I think that brought it up for us too when yes. we just
1: did this training recently where and we again, mentioned this in
0: the last podcast about yeah. how we always have women in these circles say that they don't trust women and that they've it, but but the, here's the thing, the reason that they don't trust women is because then they usually reference negative experiences that they've had when they've been hurt by women or when they when women have talked about them behind their back or whatever it mm-hmm. usually comes from a place of experience
1: Mm -hmm. But it's funny that they don't, yeah, it it seems a much bigger issue, women trusting women, than women trusting men, you know, in in terms of friendship. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah.
0: I don't have very many friendships with men, though, so I don't have much of a reference... Yeah, you like women. I love women. She likes I women. I love
1: women so much. Which we all should. That's why she's so good with this company. Because, you know, but I'm like I women. I love
0: women. And I love girls. hmm It's not that I don't like men. I just, I don't know. I just love women. Mm. A lot. I love men who will have open and honest communication and I think that's the part about women that I love so much is the conversations that we are able to have in that honesty and vulnerability and I to be honest haven't been able to have many of these types of conversations with men except for my husband who's an amazing communicator he has three sisters and I think maybe that has something to do with it part of it is personality too but the the men that I've been Close with ever in my life, they're really, really, really good communicators. And I feel like women generally mm. do you guys hear that? Generally, Gen- generally are better communicators
1: mm-hmm. with their feelings, probably.
0: Well, what else is there to talk about? Well, <laughs> the weather. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Else, do you need to be totally uh, honest politics? about? <laughs> like the rest of the the world is just kind of facts,
1: right? Well, opinions, probably. Opinions. right? But it is interesting that you know you have always said that you like women, love them, and um, I like men.
0: You do like men, but you don't trust women. I don't trust women. No, not at all. Do you trust me? I trust you. But how did that happen then? Because. I approach women 180 degrees differently than the way that you approach women.
1: Yes. Yep. I'm, I don't trust women right away. I Why? Why do you boundaries. think that is? Well, because I probably have a history of, um, of uh, some bad experiences. Really? Been in school, maybe, <clears throat> you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, women weren't super friendly to me all the time, which is fine. How? Do you think they were jealous of you? I don't. I don't know because you look like a beauty queen.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't in fifth grade. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why. Because when I was little, they wouldn't give me the time of day. Mm. Like not, like not, because I was a, a very awkward-looking um, little kid, kind of a big head and kind of a skinny body, and I got kind of tall, um, which is totally fine. Who cares about how you look? But in the, little, in the little kid culture as like, you know, second, third, fourth grade, um, I was kind of shunned a a little bit more private. Plus I grew up alone, which made me kind of odd anyway. Mm. And, um, and then in middle school things started to change. Like my grew into my body more, I think. Yeah. And then men started to like me, the boys, um, and then the girl so before they shunned me and then the boy started to like me and now they really didn't like me like it was like because they were jealous like i said yeah well i but it was like i never had a chance to build relationship with them you know either than when i was young or when i was a little bit older in middle school or high school interesting isn't that weird
0: yeah so i have
1: big boundaries i don't trust
0: but do you have less boundaries when it comes to men yes why
1: do you trust a man i can read them easy Oh, oh! I can read them easier, I think, than the ladies. Oh, oh <laughs>
0: interesting! That is so funny. Yeah, I feel like I can read women so much easier than men.
1: Yeah, see, that's
0: why. Yeah. And you and I think you can. I yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I definitely think I can. But why do you think you like women? So, oh, <clears throat> wait, I'm not going to say. No,
0: you can guess. No, you can, I'm not. You say. can, you can, you can therapy session me right Maybe now. Maybe something with your dad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I think yeah I think that that I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think so for anyone who hasn't listened to previous podcasts um uh, just kind of interesting father dynamics just kind of learning from a young age that like a sexual relationship between a man and a woman was kind of like the most Important or valuable type of female male relationship. So if that wasn't on the table, then I feel like for a lot of my life I have basically just thought, well, I have nothing to offer a, oh. a female male relationship if it doesn't have to do with sex.
1: That's interesting. And
0: so if it doesn't, if that's completely off the table, then I feel like, well, then really, what what is there? Mm-hmm. Which not- which you know, that's not a good that's not a good thing. I'm not saying that with with like.
1: But I'll think sort of I bet pride, a lot of
0: women learn that. Maybe. You know?
1: Yeah. It's funny because I had a really good relationship with my dad because my dad was very emotional.
0: Oh, yeah. See, exactly. He's exactly. like, raw. And could have the, Yeah, like just your like your husband. my husband.
1: Yeah, he we could have very deep conversations. Yes. I'd have way more deep, in fact, oh, here we go. Way oh, deeper. Oh, here we go. Now I get it. Deep, deep conversations with my dad and not with my mom. So there you go. Yeah. My mom was very like, you know, just clean your room, make mm-hmm. everything tidy. Don't worry. Don't make waves. Mm-hmm. So, don't you think that has to do
0: with how we then view the sex? Yes. Yes. It was I learned it, but we, we learned want it. that. We want that honesty. We want that. We want to talk about these important things. We want to be able to talk openly and right. honestly. Right. And you learned that from a very young age from a male. From a male. And I've always learned that from females. Yes. Very good point. That's a very good point. And I also. Um, I think a lot of the activities that I've done throughout my life are very largely female-based. So, like, I didn't play sports. I didn't do any of that stuff. I only danced. And so I was surrounded by girls all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I – not to say that I don't get hurt by women either. Like, I have just as many stories as anyone else about being hurt by females, but it doesn't keep me from from pursuing those relationships. No, you're very good at that. Well – yeah, I mean From you're very
1: like, you're very open. Like as soon as you meet a female,
0: yes, you're like hello, come in. Well, and th- these are this is a, a big huge difference with the boundaries that you and I just carry with who we are. Like my I am ha- extremely open and I don't set boundaries. Now when somebody hurts me or when I when I learn. Uh, when when there's a reason for me to lose the trust or or mm-hmm. even when I get a, an off feeling about that person, <clears throat> then I completely shut down, which is oftentimes very difficult for the other person because I'm usually super open and very, very, like, you know, touchy-feely and and, and um, expressive. It's super expressive, but then as soon as I feel like, oh, Kaylee, this this person either has hurt you or is, you know, like all the stuff you you hear that people say and whatever, then I'm like, yeah, there's the boundary. And then it's very shocking and alarming for them because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were like this. Yes. That's such but a good But you're point. the opposite. I'm the
1: opposite. Yeah. I'm closed. But you're very friendly, but you're very closed. Yeah. Very friendly, very straightforward. Uh-huh. Like, like my mom, you know, like, yes, nice to meet you. And uh-huh. I'm, you know. I always try and be friendly for sure but I never I let very few people in um just because I'm always prepared for the worst you know like well it probably won't work out
0: but what is the actual worst that you would get hurt yeah what, and that the person happen? would leave
1: me or that you, you know
0: have a good support system so why does it matter if these random people who you become friends with leave you yeah, that's true. I don't
1: know. I only have. I mean, my friends are. I mean, I have a. I have some good friends for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad for me. No, um, but I only have a few. Yeah, like I sure. and I and I also think I have a limited amount
0: of energy. Absolutely, I think that's a very good point.
1: And I've learned that over time. Maybe mm-hmm. after having five kids and all that yeah. stuff, I feel like my energy is limited, and I really want to invest my time into these these handful of friends okay
0: so this handful of friends that you talk about how did they how 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 does somebody break down your your barriers like how did that happen then over time so it's just time it's yeah it's time Uh i think it's 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 earning it yeah
1: that probably sounds familiar to some people like oh i've got to earn my trust you've got to earn me i'm like
0: you have to lose it yeah, yeah, she's the exact opposite.
1: Exact- That's exactly opposite. right.
0: You have to lose it. And my when trust.
1: we first got to know each other, that was kind of hard for us, I think, in the beginning. Because um, she does have kind of like, well, now you got to lose it. I let you in. But, you know, don't, you know, you're like, careful. Really? Yeah, I feel like you're kind of like, watch out. And then, but, what, but the thing is, her bark is bigger than her bite. Because she, you know, because I'm seeing it through my glasses, right? My glasses are like, uh-oh. Oh,
0: interesting. If
1: I screw up, then, you know, what's done?
0: Oh, no, I love you. But isn't
1: that interesting? Because I see it from my perspective. It's like, she let me in, you know? So I better be careful. Yeah. But you're like, everybody's in. We're all in. Yeah. You can be in. You can be in. You can be in. But the shocking thing is, exactly what you said, Kaylee, is that you are like, everybody comes in. So we're used to this big effervescent human, and then when it's like, um, anyway, distrust happens, or you know, humans make mistakes, or whatever. Um, we're not used to the, the the slam.
0: Oh my gosh, you're making me sound awful. No,
1: <laughs> that's not it at all. But it's just the two different personalities coming yes. together, which makes yes. it so interesting. And what helped us immensely, I think. Was
0: well time, of course, but also defining what our glasses were. Yeah, but we only defined what our glasses were a few months ago. I think one of the things I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a completely opposite thing of what you're saying. Well, I, that's not allowed. <laughs> that doesn't ever happen either. Um, I think I think what really brought us together is that you and I were both going through very traumatic experiences when we um, really established our friendship. Oh, that's very good. And I think that we were both going through really hard things and I think that we we provided a lot of like safe space to process into um I don't know to to go through to go through that. And built we built trust doing we that. We built a lot of trust. A lot of trust. A lot
1: of trust. Yeah, because we were well like I think that's a very good point in terms of when when you're kind of beaten down, you're much more open, at least for me, you know, in terms of letting people in. Well, and I
0: think also when other when other people express their vulnerability, then that's how trust forms. And I think that that's why, you know, after these retreats that we hold or after even just empowerment slash training weekends, these women are just shocked that they feel so connected to strangers, to, to people who were strangers merely hours ago. And I think it's because it, everyone is in this really vulnerable situation where people are sharing and people are are being brave and working through fear and doing some really big stuff and to have that support system and to see other people also kind of facing their fears and, and sharing and opening. I think that is how strong relationships are formed. I believe that that's how trust is formed. Oh no, that's, that's a very good point. Trust. I was just reading this piece
1: last night. Um, in psychology today, how interesting! Oh,
0: look at you, nerd, um, and says, <laughs> nerd, alert, nerd <laughs> alert, nerd alert, nerd alert.
1: Um, and it says, um, deep friendship always always demands we reveal a certain amount of vulnerability. Totally. And the thing I found too, I was just thinking about friendship last night. Is I really what are you thinking about me? i was thinking about <laughs> Kaylee a lot. I'm like that Kaylee. Look at her. <laughs> I'm giddy. But deep that deep friendship for me. Again, I really don't want to, and I don't know if some of you guys feel this way, I really don't want to waste my time yeah. on people that aren't willing to go there. I agree. I, I feel 100% like- 100% yeah, I just cannot do this, uh, and, I, and maybe because I'm getting old, but I can't do this sort of superficial thing as yeah. well anymore. I'm not getting old, and I agree with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's getting younger. Look at her right there. Shut up. But she is much younger. But um, no. But it, but it is a so weird. You know, I, I feel like yeah. I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I just don't want to put energy into well, that. And I have that. two
0: tiny kids, and I own it and run a business. Well, yeah, you run it with me. You, you're just as busy as I am. But I don't have time. You I don't. don't have yeah. And I say this a lot. I've said this a lot lately. I don't have time for what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't. I don't care as much about like. Just these superficial relationships, or trying to just 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 focus on what is on top there. I I I just want to slash that top layer and just go deep. And if people want to go there with me, great. If they don't, well, we're probably not going to be that good of friends. Yeah, and that's, that's okay too, because everyone's at different stages of their life. Absolutely, or whatever they were. Yeah, but I do think, like going back to the article you read and what we're talking about, it's that vulnerability piece because. How do we truly connect as humans if we're not actually connecting with our souls like the this this deeper stuff that's not well, I mean that is the important stuff not like oh I also like to shop at Target <laughs> like I mean maybe that's a segue to a friendship yes right and you can do these like you know things like yeah let's go da, 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 or right. whatever but you know and even now I'm I'm learning how to make friends with people because we have kids mm-hmm. the kid friends you guys know about that so but that I'm here. working hard to to find that depth with some of my kid friends, because for me, it's like it's got to be more than just like my kids or that we have similar interests. Or like, here we are, we see you. We're at the gym now. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. At the gym, so we'll chat. And I think while. that's one of the beautiful things about Ula is that when you go through these vulnerable experiences in a class, you feel a connection. You feel a connection to these these other humans without actually like having to go through those surface level things mm-hmm. you can almost oh. be like let's just let's skip the like um let's skip the you know shopping at target and do even do people even shop at target together i don't know why that's my example <laughs> what do friends do together oh they, my god they do a- do they go come well, on they do do
1: shopping <laughs> Is that right, ladies, or
0: what? What do you? What do I you? What do we do with our friends? I don't know. Go out to lunch. I mean, lunch, lunch is fine. Is but fine. here's the thing that I love about lunch is that lunch requires you to just sit down and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that just sitting down and talking to each other is a really important way to build that that friendship and that trust. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but without it, again, peace out. I don't have time for this.
1: I also was reflecting on, and this might be my own thing, but. I really want to have friends that are motivated, Ooh. which sounds terrible, but I don't think it's terrible. I'm at a stage also where I feel like I want people. I feel like I I want to push myself, and mm-hmm. I want to be with other people that want to push themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I think there's just so much to learn, mm-hmm. and there's so much expansion uh, needed and available to us if we want to do the work. I agree. That I really want to be with people that want to push themselves. Um, yeah. And again, not, I mean, I was maybe at an earlier stage in my life, I would not, that wouldn't have been my preference, but right now I'm really like, come on, you know, we've mm-hmm. got to.
0: I agree with you. And I think, <clears throat> I think you and I are both, excuse me, <laughs> I think you and I are both. It made her choke. up <laughs> isn't that sweet? Look at her. Yeah. I think you and I are both really driven and motivated. And I think um, I think that's good, but I do also think that there's a healthy balance in there. Like Stacy, for example, she can go all weekend without checking her email, but you and I will text like literally, <laughs> literally all weekend long, starting as early as like six a.m. to like ten p.m. We're like, hey, did you get that email about that certification? <laughs> da, 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 da. It's like it's it's nonstop with us. Yeah, it's non nonstop. I love that. Though. I like it too. But I think it's good for somebody like Stacey to teach us like, oh, guess what? You can check out. Yeah, that's And right. your life isn't going to fall apart. That's right. Yeah. You know, like the world keeps on spinning. Like nothing is going to, whatever. Nothing bad happened. She didn't check her email. But the thing about motivation. Which is true. That is so
1: true. She doesn't, you know, there is a balance there. Yes. I'm at a weird like. She's like, yeah,
0: let's, let's watch this squirrel <laughs> eat this nut for the next <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but what does my life mean? Yeah. Where am I going with it? And I think part of what motivation means to me is that there's a striving for living your best life. And because we have like such an incredible gift. And for me, I want to get to the end of my life and be like, I sucked that thing dry. Like, yes. Is that a phrase or is that just gross? That sounds bad. I don't done. know. Suck well, like, it dry. <laughs> mm. Well, that was tasty. <laughs> That's
1: right. Suck the life out of it, <laughs> Kaylee. Go on. Yum, uh, yum.
0: But I guess you have to know what you want, too. But you do have to suck it dry. Do and you want to suck it dry? Do you like, like you if suck you it dry? don't want to suck it dry, you should probably find something else that you do want to suck it till it's dry. <laughs>
1: Pardon us while we
0: segue to the sucking it dry part. <laughs> um,
1: but, but then, what do you think about like the whole like um, Zen thing of like? I know. See, um, that's what I'm bad at. Letting go of attachment and just accepting. And I just saw this whole um, special on um, Larry Larry Shandling. Who's Gary? That? Larry Shandling. Anyway, you guys should. It's a documentary that. Um,
0: You can't find it, though, because we don't
1: know his name. Larry, Gary? (laughs) Larry Shandling. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Whatever. The famous director he directed. It was one of his best friends, Gary Shandling. And he was a famous comedian, like, I think in the 80s and 90s, and maybe the early 2000s. Anyway, it just brought up a ton of stuff about this, this, this very driven comedian who's who gets to a point in his life where he has to kind of slow down because of some illnesses and how he starts to just learn to accept and Mm. and he starts to embrace sort of the Zen Buddhist way of being, of not being so attached, of letting go. And um, I was like, oh, what does that mean in my (laughs) life? Because I am so so attached, or not attached, but so
0: driven and so like... But don't you think part of that is just personality? And if we think about it in terms of like the elements, maybe you just have a lot of fire. Is that something that you necessarily have to think of as bad. I mean, maybe you can incorporate, Mm -hmm. like, some, uh, you know, maybe you can incorporate more grounding or more, you know, like the... Centering. Yeah, or, like, the fluidity of water that kind of calms your fire. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually said that in class today. We just did a bunch of songs about fire. And then the very next song we did was, like, all about the water. And I said, okay, let that water just kind of wash away that fire. Let it just cool it down a little bit. So, you know, part of it is, like... (sighs) Can't we also just accept ourselves for who we are? I mean, maybe some things need to change and we always need to be working on ourselves. But when is it okay just to be like, you know what? I'm a fiery person. Mm -hmm. I'm fiery. I'm driven. It feels good. I like this. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, maybe it is. Again, we have so many questions and so little answers. But don't you think, like, do you actually want to change? Do you think your life would be better if you changed? And I think that's the question. I think we have to ask ourselves, would I be happier? Would I be more content? Would I be more fulfilled if I change? Do I need to change? If no. you're happy how you are, then mm-hmm. why why mess with a good thing? No, why that's a good it, point. Why mess with it? Yeah. I think, but I think you have to be really honest with, do I like this? Do I like getting texts from Kaylee at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Do I like that? If you don't like it, then tell me to stop. Well, the sad part is that I can't stop myself. You know, I'm, I can't stop
1: myself. Like even if, even if I said, and Kaylee already knows this, if I, if I said, I'm going on vacation, I don't want to be contacted for five days. (laughs) <laughs> she would know that I within a within a few hours I would have to start texting about something because mm-hmm. I can't stop my mind from doing it, and I and I like doing it is the problem. Like I like that part of it. Right. I like that part of my life. It, it, it's al- it's almost as you were saying saying Kaylee, it's inherent in me. Mm-hmm. Like it's it doesn't work for me to just sit.
0: Right. Right. Maybe I but should, maybe, but it
1: doesn't, it doesn't, it's at least.
0: May, maybe the, it will at a different time in your life.
1: That's true. Maybe it will. It, it, my One thing my dad said, I remember talking to him years ago, I was like in my forties and I was like, this is really hard. All this stuff is really hard. Yeah. And he said, well,
0: when would be a better time? Oh, good point. He said, yeah. this is
1: a great time for it to be hard for you. Good point. And I was like,
0: oh. That's such a good point. <laughs> he's like, even even last night like Rob and I like we put the kids to bed and we had the dishes left to do and stuff and he's like let's go sit out on the let's go sit out on the front porch and like I'll pour you a glass of wine and we got a blanket and just like sat on our porch swing and it was freezing but it was so nice and then he like started mentioning something he had to like do for work and I don't know if you guys know my 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 personal life or anything about Rob but he has like four or five businesses that he's involved in. I don't even, I've lost count. Mm -hmm. And so he constantly has so much to do. And I looked at him and I said, do you think that we'll ever get to the point in our lives that there's not like always so much to do? And part of it is, like, what your dad said. And, and like, we're young, and we have a lot of energy, and we have, like, this passion and this fire, and we want to change the world. Both of us want to change the world. And he wants to do it in one way, and I want to do it in another way. And I think both of us are very committed to our our mission to serve, like – you know, as ya-ya, whatever as that sounds, like I am in, I I am Mm. here to serve Mm -hmm. and he is here to serve and what better time than now and how wonderful when we're actually, you know, decide we're going to retire and just like, you know, have grandkids and stuff, how great to then be able to relax and look back on our life and be like, holy cow, that was a wild ride mm-hmm. and that was so crazy and i can't believe we like did all this stuff and and whatever and then to be able to relax then especially when we're tired yeah when will that happen when will i get tired <laughs> you'll never get tired because you're benjamin button <laughs> you have more energy in your pinky than i do in my I'm entire like, body I get tired but i guess i don't have to worry about it right now. you don't now. need to worry about it that's, I'm not not something, tired. that's not something you need to worry about again that's okay maybe busy... not even tired but just like when like at this point in life when you just want to like sit more and rest right. more. And I guess that will... Maybe it happens. Maybe it won't. Maybe you'll still be teaching, like, classes when you're 90. And there are those women who do that. That's right. Yeah. You don't have to define... You get to make up your own rules about what it looks like and what it means to age. And that's, I think, one of the greatest things that you have ever taught me. Bernice has taught me I probably one of the best lessons of my entire life, that there is no one way that being a grown-up and being responsible and like none of this stuff has to look a certain way that we're taught or we're told. Like you are, you have five children and they're extremely successful, amazing, personable, caring people. You and your husband are so funny and so playful. You have you, you get more done in a day than I can even, like, it's insane how much you accomplish, and you have such a sense of humor about it all, and such this insane youthful energy about you, and I, you have literally changed my life, because I don't have this preconceived notion of what it means to age, and I will never, ever be able to thank you enough for that. Aww. Thanks, my friend. oh, she's my friend. But she's my best friend and she's how old are you? Fifty five. Fifty-five. Like you're twenty one years older than me and I, I I'm so close with you. I have learned so much from you. Yeah. You've changed my life more than you will ever realize. Oh, she's made me tear up. This is not a good part. No, here. Oh, but thank you. <laughs> Friendship can look so many different ways. You can make the best of friends with people who may, you know, who, who come into your life. Like, are you looking? Are you finding these people and in your life? different ages,
1: too. There's Absolutely. all this research that's actually really helpful to have a variety of aged friends. I, I would like so to have a few friends my age.
0: <laughs> but they can't relate with you, be. know. Most of them can't because they have kind of confined themselves to what it means to be A grown up, a grown up, which which is funny though. Sometimes the other
1: day I was like feeling bad that I wasn't acting like a grown up, or my house didn't look like a grown up house. Like I had all these things of like I want to be like a grown up. Like I want people to come into my house or see me and be like, "What a refined, you know, aged woman that is." Right. But but you know what? Like Kaylee said, that's not where I'm at right now in my life and. I don't have to beat myself up that I don't fit the paradigm. No. Please um, don't beat yourself up. And for all of us, if you don't fit the paradigm, it's okay.
0: It's okay. And I think like, yes. I, and I if totally you do, agree. it's fine too. Whatever if you stage. like that, because I actually feel like my house looks like a grown-up house. Mm-hmm. My house looks like a grown-up house. Her mm-hmm. house looks more like a grown-up house than my house does. And, and I, But I don't feel necessarily like a grown-up, but I really, really, really love decorating my home. And I don't. And you don't. So there you go. Who cares? I'm more like, you know, where are the chickens? And me, I'm like, did you fluff the pillows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Teddy's in the backyard with the chickens. Look at the picture. How cute are they?
0: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, So, going back to this friendship thing and how do we develop these relationships, how do we make these friends, it's interesting because for those of you who are in the community page on Facebook, I wrote about going to this workshop that I attended last weekend in Portland. And I also, in this um, post that that I wrote, I talked about how... I realized how insulated I am and how comfortable my life is. And I don't know if any of you guys are, are listening feel this way too, that you you ha- you have just have your routine. Mm-hmm. You're at your house and you feel comfortable there. And then you go to work and you interact with your coworkers. And then if you, you know, socialize, you socialize with friends. And, you know, you, you go through your day and you have your – you just – you have your rhythm. And even as much as we say, like – Get comfortable being un- uncomfortable in ULA. That's something I say a lot, mm-hmm. especially to our new instructors coming through the, the program. Like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I realized how comfortable I am with this type of discomfort. Oh, that's a very I'm good I'm very point. comfortable with this type of discomfort. Yes. It's become comfortable to mm-hmm. me. Yes. And so I had this, like, realization where I'm like... Man, I don't usually put myself in the position of being an attendee at these types of workshops or I don't usually you know, yes, we travel and we do workshops and retreats and and and, and all of this, but I'm very much <clears throat> safe in my role as like the facilitator and there's a certain comfort that that comes with people Mm-hmm. attending your stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you, you go in with this comfort of being like, okay, I feel safe here because I know that they like, maybe not me, they don't know me, they probably don't know me, but I know that they like Ula, they want to be involved in it. Right. Like there's this sense of of, of comfort and you know what's going to happen i know what's going like, to happen i love that and kind I'm, of stuff. I'm in like, control to happen. we know what's going to happen yeah so we're totally even good. if it's a new a new city with new people we've pretty much seen it all at this point and mm-hmm. we can you know nothing really makes me feel uncomfortable about these things Mm-mm. so i realized i need to go and be i need to be in attendance like i need to go and just allow myself to fully be in space rather than hold space Oh, that's a good. Wa- that's a good way to say it. Yeah, and and like you guys, it sucks because I felt like so many of my personal issues that I thought I had overcome, like they came flooding back to me because I realized I have controlled my environment for a long time, mm-hmm. and so when I go into this uncontrolled environment where nobody knows me, but they also like. I have nothing to offer them mm-hmm. either. Like, at least at an ULA thing, I'm like, I know that, you know, I'm going to hopefully, like, provide value in your life, and I'm going to be able to offer you something. And I show up at this three-day workshop, and I'm like, nobody knows me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody, like, it, it They don't,
1: yeah, they have no reference. They, they have no like,
0: reference. Mm-hmm. And so it's literally just me. And all of my insecurities about meeting people, all, about, all of my insecurities of, of, of like, are they going to like, should I go and talk to these people like that whole socializing? Because on on Friday night, it was like we did a circle time and then it was like an hour long of just like um, snacks and drinks and just like socializing with people. And it's so awkward. You get like your food and then you just like walk up to strangers. You're like, hi, Ugh. how's it going? Like, it's so Hard. Oh, that's hard. It's so hard. And it, I just don't thrive in those situations. And then all of my self-doubt, all of that stuff started flooding back in. Like, I have nothing valuable to say. Like, you know, all of – like, I just I – just, all of this negative self-talk, self-talk just came right back to me so strong. And I, I really thought that I was over some of this, but I'm not over it. I just have insulated myself from feeling this way. Mm, good point. But it was cool because as the weekend went on <clears> – <throat> I got to really be in the space and oh my God, I cried for like two days straight. I'm not even kidding. And as a, as a, you know, as a facilitator, being the one who holds space, you try not to lose it. Mm -hmm. You try to hold the space so other people can feel safe to lose it, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes, you know, a story or watching someone dance a certain song, like it will break me down. But for the most part, as a facilitator, I I, I try to hold space so people feel safe mm-hmm. to lose it without the entire ship falling apart. Right. <coughs> um and one of the like one of the exercises, and I will say, coming back to this vulnerability thing, you guys, like I think the I think the real ticket here is this vulnerability piece because one mm-hmm. of the things that they made us do was stare into the eyes of a stranger for three minutes. Ah, and like, I'm so grateful for my partner, Sam. And I have, I will always love, I will always, I will always love you, Sam, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not because I'm not that cool and you don't want to listen to my podcast. Who are you, Sam?
1: <laughs> Who are you? What's your name?
0: I love you. I love you, Sam. <laughs> but we had kind of like talked and we we um, hit it off a little bit and then we had our mats next to each other. And so when it was time, when they said, okay, then I'll turn to the person next to you. Like we turned towards each other and there was like a nice song playing in the background and we just looked into each other's eyes and we just like wept and we laughed and we wept and we laughed and then at one point she's like can I touch you it just feels like it would feel better if we just like touched and so we put our knees together because we were sitting cross-legged and just held each other's hands and looked in, e- in each other's eyes and we cried and we laughed and we cried and we laughed and it was really beautiful it was like forced vulnerability mm-hmm. and because of that forced forced vulnerability I will feel connected to Sam mm-hmm. for a long time and when I think back on my time at this workshop she will always 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 be someone that I think that I that I thinks about I thinks about I thinks about you Sam <laughs> <laughs> by the way Sam has been published in Washington um no in um in like glamour and um, cosmopolitan maybe um (laughs) the washington post and all these different things she's kind of a big deal my friend sam
1: that was a joke about cosmopolitan by the way but no
0: she like marie claire she was she's she's getting like published i was in a
1: group of writers i would have to take her down
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but i think that this forced vulnerability it creates this deeper oh yeah like and have connection. you guys ever looked in somebody's eyes for three minutes without looking away it's intense we had to do it in graduate
1: school how did you feel about it i of course you guys will love this nobody partnered with me <laughs> <laughs> this was just a few years ago by the way i <laughs> might all, oh here i go back to the same paradigm i wonder who'll be my partner no one <clears throat> so everyone got partners and then the instructor's like, "Well, it looks like it's me and you, Bernice." And I'm like, "Of course it is." <laughs> and my instructor, who I, you know, it's your 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 teacher. Like I thought, I thought the world of her, yeah. and I had to stare at her for like three minutes.
0: That's intense. It
1: was so intense, and she had these big blue eyes. She was like sixty years old. These giant saucer blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they were beautiful. But the whole time, it was it was great. It's a great exercise, actually. That, but it, yeah, it is. It's a good it one. It was hard.
0: It was tough. I think we might make our uh Tulum <laughs> retreat goers do it. it Get was ready cool, though, them. you guys. It was really, really oh, yeah. cool. It pushed me, but it was it was really important. Oh yeah, that stuff is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But vulnerability. But I'm like, when is the last time I looked in my husband's eyes for three minutes, you know? I did when we were dating. Right, exactly. Oh, so you've been, loved, you've like... been married for 27 years. Like, I mean, I feel like I need to go home and be like, Rob, we've got to do something real quick. I try to you do it, two it to minutes, Mike so... and Mike's like, why are you staring at me weird? <laughs> I'm all like, hey. And he's
1: just like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Look at me like you love me. Remember those days. Oh my gosh. You couldn't wait to spend the night with me. (laughs) 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 Ah, but that's another that's another podcast, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it always? Isn't it always? Oh. Well anyways I hope we've shed some light or I don't some, know if we have. some questions on friendship and vulnerability. But you guys
0: just try it. Like if, if there's someone that you want to get close with, just see if you can start breaking into those types of conversations. You know, and if they shy away from you, then well, maybe they're not. Maybe may, I don't know.
1: Mm, maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe they're not your person, or maybe, or maybe just give them take time. Some more time. Yeah, well, I don't some, know. I take more time. I think than. <laughs> You do take more time. Other people, so. But I I think I give hints that I might be interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note. On that note. I think, um, yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. Um, Let us know your thoughts. We have a private Facebook group on, um, on Facebook. Shocking. That, that's where it would be. It's called the ULA community. So just search it out. You can join the conversation there. Really beautiful souls in that group with good, good conversations. Great things to share. Um, also if you want to share this podcast with your friends, that would be so appreciated. Let's keep the conversation going. Um, love you guys. Thank we you love so you guys. much.
1: Thank you.